There's lots of ways to be as a person. And some people express their deep appreciation in, in, in different ways. But one of the ways that I believe people express their appreciation to, to the rest of humanity is to make something wonderful and put it out there. And you never, you never meet the people, you never shake their hands, you never hear their story or tell yours, but somehow in the act of making something with a great deal of care and love, something's transmitted there. And it's a way of expressing to the rest of our species our deep appreciation. So we need to be true to who we are and remember what's really important to us. That's what's going to keep Apple Apple, is if we keep us us. Welcome to the Tutti Saber podcast. Hi, Diogo. Hi, you guys. How are you doing these days? Asking our listeners. And I'm talking to the listeners. I'm waiting for them to, to respond. You know? Oh, boy. You're going to wait a long time. <laughs> But I'm doing fine, thank you. I was just a bit moved because... Uh, I wasn't asking. Well, because of the intro, you know? Listening to Steve Jobs. Oh, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. See, um, I haven't edited podcasts yet, so you can't tell, but uh, it's going to start with, uh, you, you, you saw the keynote, right? Mm -hmm. The Apple keynote started with the, the voice of Steve, of Steve Jobs. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, sure. Well, on this podcast, you haven't heard it, but it's going to have that introduction before, the, before our, we start talking, because uh, we're going to talk about the iPhone X. And uh, I think it's appropriate. It's uh, um, the biggest uh, revolution we have in design on a few years. Well, except for the mm -hmm. Mac Pro. And I think it's appropriate to, if we start with that, uh, you know, that quote from Steve. So I was imagining in my head, you didn't. You weren't because you didn't know about it. No, there, <laughs> that was a surprise. Yeah. Great job. But our <laughs> listeners are going to, are going to hear it. The reviews are trickling down, and we have some, some a few more information about uh, mm -hmm. the iPhone X. So, where do you want to start? What's 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 got your attention right now? Well, the screen. Everyone says that it's about the screen. It's about the size. It's about the quality. It's about the colors, the, the rendition. Wow! I, I really thought you were going to talk about uh, Face ID. I know you, you would, and that's why I went with the screen. Okay, so let's talk about the screen. <laughs> well, first and foremost, there's a notch. There's no way around it, you know, it's there. But uh, I, uh, as much as I've heard, it doesn't stand in your way. It, it, you simply use it and you forgot it's there. And it's not as much as, as a dealer as uh, a lot of people were saying it would be, you know. 
I don't know what what your opinion about the the notch really is, but uh, I I think you were worried that it would be uh, distracting. I was, and I haven't used an iPhone X, so I can't really tell. But I'm getting used to it just by looking at the pictures and the videos, and I'm starting to like it. Mm-hmm. It gives a, a distinct look that uh, I appreciate. Yeah, it's an iPhone. You know, I'm not going to confuse it with a, a Galaxy S8. <laughs> it was maybe uh, it was a bold move from Apple, but it maybe the right one. I think it will pay off. I mean, we say every year we say this this is the best iPhone, you know, because it is. And this this is because it is, and this still remains true this time around. The, the iPhone X is really the I was saying X. <laughs> the, the the iPhone X really is the best the best phone line right now, and. I think there's a lot of big steps and big bets in the future of the iPhone. And I, I think all of them are in the right direction. And all of them are the iPhone X. So there, has, there have been a lot of um, blaming Johnny Ive for some of the more controversial hardware decisions. Like the notch and mm-hmm. maybe the, the, the glass body. And, you know, on the Macs, basically everywhere. <laughs> it's, it's our scapegoat, right? And I've seen it a lot about uh, the iPhone X too. And I was wondering, yeah, we, we blame Johnny because basically he is the face of Apple hardware. He is the face of Apple hardware. But I, I was wondering, he has been, um, he was promoted, he has a new job now, and he, had re- he was apparently very focused on the new Apple Park. And I was wondering if uh, we are attributing, attributing to Johnny uh, to Johnny's ideals, maybe some problems with that uh, the hardware is, is having, like the new keyboard, for example. It's not an iPhone problem, but it's a problem. It seems that Apple dropped the ball on the on the, on the keyboard on the new keyboards. And I was wondering mm-hmm. if um, maybe it's not because of Johnny. Maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it's because Johnny doesn't have a, a day-to-day involvement that like he used to. Maybe it's just, uh, you know, uh, proving designs, but he's not living with them daily. He's not uh, detecting the flaws. I don't know. It's, it, I, don't, I don't have anything to substantiate this, but I thought it would be at least possible that uh, some of the problems they have is not because of Johnny, but it's lack of Johnny. It's not outside the realm of possibility, you know, but um, I would be surprised if it was the case. But uh, I, I, I do understand what you, what you, what you, what you mean. Because perhaps he's not as much present as he used to be. Um, that could be it. Uh, but as I said, I don't know if that's the case. Uh, neither do you. But uh, no, I'm just speculating. Yeah. You're speculating. Let's go back to the to the iPhone screen. So the as far as I can tell, because neither of us have um, have uh, actually been with a de- with a device in our hands. But uh, as far as I can read on the internet and uh, the video reviews I've I've seen. They say that the screen is really great. It's um, it's a custom design from Apple, but it's built from Samsung, as most of you already heard. But um, it's it's actually uh, quite different from the Samsung displays. And uh, all reviewers state that it's brighter, it's super vibrant. And uh, one of the things that they attribute that to is that since since iOS does does a a better job of of color management than Android does. You get a much more accurate color, and none of that that super saturated neon colors you get on the on a Samsung device. You know, 
uh, your girlfriend actually has a Samsung device. Do you think do you like the colors that the the uh, display uh, does? I really don't spend much time with her phone, but it's a bit oversaturated for me. Hmm. It doesn't bother me most of the time, but if you're looking at pictures, you want it to represent the reality. Well, you know, not the reality, but... Yeah, I know what you mean, but I... Uh... It doesn't... Uh, when I look at the picture, it is more saturated than, than when I remember it was taken. Mm-hmm. And I really don't I don't like that difference very much. But I also read, yeah, that Apple did a lot of software to compensate for that. Yeah, that's on the software side, yeah. But there's one thing that's that's actually hardware, and that's the uh, the arrangement, the uh, the famous diamond pentile pixel arrangement that all OLEDs I think share, or most of them share. And um, most of the people actually don't don't like noticing that that arrangement. It it bothers some people. The uh, the arrangement does a uh, some kind of artifact. Uh, I'm not too used to using one, so I might not be the the best person to talk about it. But uh, from what I've heard, um, it means that every pixel on the screen shares the same red, green, and blue subpixels. But uh, the arrangement some, sometimes can... It doesn't look as great as it, as it could. Uh, actually, Apple says that they did a lot of custom, customization and they have an anti-aliasing filter to remove that, some of the nuisance that uh, reviewers state. And um, they say that it really shows it. Uh, the it, it and perhaps another another thing that uh, helps uh, minimizing that effect is because it, it is a, a very pixel dense, you know. So you you really have to pay a really uh, really close attention and look very closely to see the pixels if you can. Did you check if the if the Galaxy if the Galaxy S8 as a pental as a pental display? Yes, they. They do, yeah. Well, I remember that was a problem when I had um, the Samsung S3 because it was an OLED screen mm-hmm. and it was it was a really high resolution compared to the iPhone, but uh, it was really unpleasant to look at. I really didn't like it. It it was very noticeable. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I started using the S4, I don't know what I did, but it, it was a, a really big improvement. It was, okay, no. This doesn't bother me. This is a good. This this is a good screen. Yeah, perhaps it's not a a current uh, problem with the with with the uh, the current displays, you know. But uh, I've heard that it bothers a lot some people. But that that's not the case on the display on the iPhone X. But did you did you saw people complaining about display on the iPhone X or just just in theory? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, they they don't complain about that thing. No, no, they 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 say that. Um, Something really turns it apart. There is a, a site called DisplayMate. Do you know? Oh, sure. Sure. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I think next Monday they will publish a comparison between the S8 and the new iPhone X. Oh, nice. And I'm curious to see the result because, well, mm-hmm. it's manufactured by Samsung. Samsung, but I want to know if what uh, Apple did it on did on software and hardware. That will be interesting, yeah. Yeah, and uh, when the uh, when the Samsung S8 c- came out, they considered the the best display on the mobile phone, better than the iPhone. Oh yeah. Uh, so now I'm curious because uh, the iPhone X it should I I think it's going to be similar to the to the Samsung. It can't be really that better, but uh, they have HDR support and they have True Tone and true maybe tone. that maybe that. Tips on, on the Apple's favor, I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
let's uh, wait and see. Well, regarding the iPhone 8 and iPhone 8 Plus, uh, I really think that still IPS uh, LCD displays still have some advantages over the OLED uh, technology. But uh, as far as reviewers can can see, it's noticeably warmer and sharper, the, the iPhone X uh, display. Warmer? The, the, the tone? The tone, yeah. It's generally warmer and sharper, yeah. Hmm. But regarding True Tone, and since you, you mentioned it, turning on True Tone on both devices should result in, in the same color uh, adjust, adjustment, but it really doesn't, and it should. But uh, Apple says that um, the iPhone X, it's reading the amb- ambient light more accurately since it has a better sensor, a 10-channel uh, light sensor to estimate color balance. So that should be the case. That should be the, the explanation. But um, unfortunately, not every aspect of the screen is great, like we talked. And the OLED, OLED screen still displays some color shifting and some view- viewing angles. And that's one of the things I really like about the IPS ch- that's, panels. That's common on OLED, on all OLEDs. I can see that on the S7 really easily. They say it's not it's not very it's not as widespread as it was on TN panels, but uh, you can still see it. You can see it, but uh, honestly, there aren't a lot of times that, that I'm looking to my phone uh, sideways, so it's not sideways, it's yes. not a problem. It's something more noticeable on a computer that sometimes mm-hmm. you're not really centered on uh, centered. On the, mm-hmm. on front of the display, uh, on the on a phone, you normally have the, you are normally looking directly at the yes. phone, and I'm I'm really sure that's not going to be a problem. No problem, no. Well, one of the things that um, the biggest pro- problem, perhaps on OLEDs, it's it's burning, and we all read about it, and um, it differs from panel to panel, but uh, we really don't know how it's going to be with iPhone 10, so we'll we'll have to wait and see on that. Yeah, how bad it is. Well, Samsung doesn't really have that problem. No, uh, n- not mo- n- well. I haven't heard it. Maybe mm-hmm. it has on some some on uh, some phones, but it's not very common. But okay. the new Pixel phones, apparently, the one that has an OLED screen, it really suffers from burning. But there are LG panels, so oh. I think Samsung is uh, way ahead <laughs> on the manufacturing of OLEDs. And that's why Apple went with Samsung. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure if they could not, yeah, if they, they could go to someone else, they would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Face ID, tell me about it. Face ID, well, it's, it's strange. I, like you, I, when, I, when they announced Face ID, I was, hmm, I wonder if this, this works well, because there are several Android phones, including the Samsung S7 and the S8, that you can authenticate with your face, but it uses mm-hmm. the, the camera, front, the front-facing camera, to read your face and... Uh, and it's a 2D picture. Yeah, it's a 2D picture. It can be fooled by by a picture. <laughs> it it doesn't by work a, in low light. It even does a, it, it does a, a, a poor job of recognizing your face, even in good conditions. It's not very reliable. So I, I, doubt, I doubt really many people mm. use it. Obviously, I hope Apple would do a better, a better implementation because that's what Apple does. I mean... They also launched mm-hmm. Touch ID, and at the time there was no reliable Touch ID. On there were uh, what do you call it? The generic name, not the Apple name. Fingerprint. There were fingerprint sensors or scanners in a lot of phones. They weren't good, and the Touch ID was the first good one. So I was hoping that Apple would do something similar. I was I was relatively confident, 
but I saw so many people um, trashing Face ID even before it was launched. <laughs> it was incredible. Uh, Paul Terwatt, for example, is a guy that work, that uh, writes about Windows, and sometimes I like what he says. But uh, in this case, he was very doubtful that Touch ID would that Face ID would work because Microsoft tried it a few years ago and they they couldn't make it work. So Apple couldn't, and that was a really silly reason. <laughs> But there were more. I, I mean, I saw, I read about, I don't remember who, but someone telling that that Face ID was going to be definitely inferior to, to Touch ID because it could uh, unlock the phone when it was removed from his pocket. And Face ID, he would only be able to unlock it when he was looking at it. So it was obviously going to be worse. <laughs> Well, again, it's stupid it, because if you only the only the only thing you have to do is look at your phone to unlock it, and if it's fast, you really don't have to do anything. No, you really just forget it's there. <laughs> you just have to swipe up to to unlock uh, the iPhone. You don't have to do anything else, unless you know there are a couple of times that and reviewers state that that uh, there are a couple of times it doesn't work as well as. As it could, but uh, I mean, even with Touch ID, when you have uh, your so, uh, perhaps grease on your fingers or they're wet with water, they, it, it doesn't work uh, all the time, you know. If but it's I, cold and you're wearing gloves, you can you can't use it. I mean, exactly. There isn't a perfect authentication method. Okay, but we should be aware that it's not one hundred percent reliable. If you can, I think it. It's a strong word to say reliable, <laughs> but there are a couple of times that it would it's not going to work well, and that's the case of bright sunlight because there's a, a ton of interference with uh, the sun's natural uh, infrared light, you know. Um, but that's only when you, you have the the sun hitting the sensor right on uh, right uh, right on right on, you know. And the face ID's infrared uh, floodlight is not going to properly illuminate your face, so the face the face ID array um, isn't able to properly do face recognition. You know, and there's also the um, the matter of distance, and there's an optimal distance for it to function. And Apple says it's about uh, 35 to uh, 50 centimeters. Uh, so anything outside that range might not hit the 100% uh, hit rate, if you will. That's a good thing because you don't want to unlock it by chance. Yeah, but, but I think that that was not their intention. Oh, it's, it's a limitation really from the... A, it's okay. a limitation because the, the, the infrared floodlight has to illuminate your face. You know? uh, and if you're wearing sunglasses, it may not work, for example. For example, yeah. Or you might be too close for it to to perceive your entire face, you know. Yeah. But it's 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 interesting that now we're talking about the limitations of face ID and touch ID, and a few years ago, nobody or almost nobody locked their phone. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember the time I had the uh, the iPad too. I, I didn't have a a passcode because it was it would be a nuisance to every time I would want to use the the iPad, I would have to input the uh, th uh, four digits in the minimum. Yeah, and now we're talking about something that everybody considers on, at least everybody that, is in, that uses an iPhone, mm -hmm. considers that, that uh, an integral part, uh, locking the, securely locking the phone and unlocking it without having to introduce a password. Exactly. It's something you don't see on the, at least on low level Android phones, 
most people I know don't, don't does not use a password. Oh no, there's there. I, I see a lot of people still using that uh, swipe gestures, the patterns. You know. Yeah, they use the pattern, but but <laughs> well, I can I can I can almost guess most patterns, but uh, oh yeah, <laughs> they're really simple. Uh, you don't. <laughs> yeah, they use like that a lot because you know it's more convenient than putting a number that inserting a number uh, mm-hmm. but faster too perhaps yeah but on Apple we really we really expect our iPhones to be safe and encrypted and that nobody can access except ourselves yeah we're spoiled <laughs> <laughs> no it's a good thing but uh, it was fast you know in a matter of a few years even law enforcement we want that our, our phone it's our own mm-hmm. you probably saw too some security concerns about face id about using face id oh yeah and maybe there are some legitimate concerns but it was way overblown oh yeah i mean it still uses the secure enclave and it, there wasn't any problem with the with a touch id so why would you expect the face id to yeah, be any and different have you noticed that apple has a secure enclave and there are a lot of android phones that use a, a fingerprint sensor to unlock and uh-huh. nobody cares where that information oh, yeah. is Exactly. <laughs> I never even heard a reviewer talking about it. And Apple, whoa, is this secure? Is this as secure? They're on the spotlight, man, you know? <laughs> for for yeah, good and for it's bad. It's a bit of a bone. <laughs> it is, yeah. So no, you guys, don't worry about security. Uh, I would bet that Apple is top-notch, as top-notch security comparing to every other manufacturer. And hopefully it will get, it will get better. We, we still get... Even better. Yeah, again. we want better, but uh, come on, let's be reasonable. <laughs> Do, I, I want to talk about the notch. We were talking about the design earlier, but they really had to have the notch mm-hmm. to, to have Face ID because they have oh yeah like i said on samsung for example and i imagine on the other android phones they use the front facing camera but Touch id uses several sensors right that's it it, it has a, a despite having a, also the a, a common camera for visible light it also has a, an infrared camera as the uh, the the flood illuminator which illuminates your face and that's what makes uh, your face available for being interpreted by the infrared camera on on low light scenarios, and it has a dot projector, which which is the one perhaps one of the the best features on the on the Face ID array, because it 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 uh, it uh, projects onto your onto your face uh, thirty thousand invisible dots on infrared light. And if you want to see, Apple has a a, a pretty cool video, but the video is is rendered on perhaps on Final Cut. I imagine that Apple uses its own software. <laughs> But if you really want to to see it in action, you should pay a visit to to Verge uh, channel on on YouTube and see the the review, because they they use the um, an infrared camera to to film the reviewer using Face ID on low light scenario, and and you can really see all those dots projected in it, in his face, and it's it's really unique to see that that kind of solution. And besides all those things, that you still have a um, you still have the earpiece, you still have the, the light sensor, the proximity sensor, and you have to have somewhere uh, somewhere on the phone to, to place that. And that's why the notch is there. But I think the implementation is really great. Yeah, it has a, a few other advantages because Touch ID is just about security. It's about allowing you 
to unlock your phone or making payments, but it's basically a, a security feature. And Face ID has the possibility to do more than that because it knows when you're looking at it. It can uh, exactly make a model of your face. And I think we're going to start seeing a lot of uh, new features around Face ID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it already does something uh, besides uh, identifying your face and logging you in. It now aggressively dims the screen when, uh, to save battery when you're not looking at, at the phone. So that's something. Um, but the future, it's really promising to Face ID. You, you could do a lot of things with, with that tech. You, they are letting developers use it, right? Mm-hmm. Some part of the API, yeah, for security's sake. <laughs> But it's it's bound to have to we're bound to have some interesting so, ideas. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I I'm I'm really hoping for them to to scale the scale up, if you will, this this tech to to the Macintosh line of of, of products because I would really love to to be able to to have all those benefits on on my Mac. And there, we mentioned this on a couple of episodes uh, uh, before, but I, I mentioned that I would love to see the, uh, all, the, all those devices to be able to tell when I'm, to which I'm looking at so I wouldn't have a, a flood of notifications uh, on them all the time, you know. Yeah. Uh, and that would be a great feature. Uh, I, I think they, they should go that way also. Oh, but there's a couple of more things they do with Face ID. They, they have the uh, one of the things that, that really bugs me, Animojis. <laughs> that bugs you? I mean, it's going to be huge. I, I know, but it, I, I, I think they're great. But one of the things the thing that bugs me, it, it's that people say it's the best feature of right. iPhone 10. When Remember when we did our special <laughs> right after the keynote and I said that Animoji was going to be bigger than, oh, yeah, you said than live photos? Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you were right. Okay, I get it. It's playful. It's it's great to to be able to do that. But okay, call, calling it the best feature of, of for the me iPhone and for 10. you, it isn't. But it, emoji is really important for a lot of people. Oh, I get it. I've received two two upgrades saying that uh, on iOS saying updates. I mean, saying that one of the big biggest features it was more <laughs> more emojis. Oh well. But yeah, well. It's they're not just selling to us, you know. I know, I know. <laughs> and I saw they, they this time they seeded some some review units to YouTubers, and most of them actually really like that feature. I would bet they would. <laughs> it's good. It's it's something that is going to spark a lot of a lot of interest on the new iPhone. Hey, and appeal to a lot of people, yeah. And I maybe I can be a real tutti saver on the with an emoji. There isn't one yet, but uh, <laughs> let's hope so. No. <laughs> when do we get our be. our review unit? I mean, we're a really big podcast. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Gruber has nothing on us. <laughs> <laughs> you wish, man. <laughs> so, just to wrap things up around the the iPhone 10, I would like to just to speak a, a little bit more about some of the usage you, uh, that you you now have on the iPhone 10. And uh, I mean, it's a, it's a bigger phone than a, a, the iPhone 8. But uh, um, most reviewers say that it's more akin to using an iPhone 8 than an iPhone 8 Plus. Um, but it's not actually a smaller iPhone 8 Plus because there's no landscape orientation mode, mm-hmm. you know, that the, the Plus models have. It has a different layout, doesn't it? A different form factor. 
it, it has a different form, form factor, a little bit different, yeah. But I think it was a mistake on their part not to have a, a landscape orientation mode. Uh, because that's one of the things I really like about the plus models. But I, I don't know about you. I'm probably thinking that's a dot update. I'm, I think that was one more thing they didn't have the time to finish. Mm, perhaps. Just like the 3D touch gesture that you that you were missing. That's probably something that's, you know. It's coming. Yeah, it's not, it, it wasn't ready. And, you know, it makes sense that for a phone that has a 5.8 inch screen, it makes sense that uh, it's bigger than the than the iPhone Plus. So, yeah, they're going to have a landscape mode. So there's also, uh, they also say, reviewers say that battery life is, it, it's generally better than the other, other models. Some say that it's a full day of heavy use. So that should be a, a, a big improvement. These days, I, I almost I almost always need to to charge my iPhone at least once. Uh, that surprises me day. because an OLED screen it's it it really it's very good when you're displaying blacks because it it just uses energy to mm-hmm. eliminate the pixels that are in use. That's why iOS really needs a, a black mode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> when they when they are using the you know, on a bright uh, situation when they're using all the pixels, it's actually... It's worse? Yeah, it's worse than, than an LCD. Or at least than the, the current LCDs that Apple use. I'm not sure on this. Well, I guess it also has to do with the battery. The battery is bigger than either one of those two, the iPhone 8 or the iPhone 8 Plus. Yeah, it has two batteries. <laughs> it's it's not two batteries, you know, it's... <laughs> They're they're connected. They're, they they function as a single battery. But I know, but it was it is uh, bigger. Yeah, I, when we saw the iFixit, dismembered iPhone. This assembled, yeah, this assembled is rather. I, I was surprised by seeing uh, the battery split into. Into yeah, they they already do that on on Macintosh, but I think it's the first time they do it on an iPhone, and uh, the iPads also have a that kind of arrangement. Oh, I didn't know. I thought the iPad was a one single battery. Oh no! Since the iPad two, they they usually do more than two actually, uh, mod- separate mo- modules, if you will. So uh, uh, besides that, besides the the hardware implementation, iOS feels like iOS. Uh, every everyone says that despite Face ID and the bigger screen, you still ha- have an iPhone. You still you're still working with iOS. But there's a couple of things that are different, and we covered that already. There's no home button, um, and there's a, it's very heavy on gestures. But I, I really like that. And we 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 said uh, on the on the former podcast that the um, reachability wasn't there, but we were wrong. It's actually a thing. How uh, oh. you have to swipe down from the middle of the um, the menu bar. What, what, from what the middle of the screen? Called? No, no, not not in the bottom half that has the um, the four of the four uh, app icons. Oh yeah, see, yeah. The it has that that uh, the the, the small bar, bar too. No. no, it's not a status bar. I don't know the, the, the name of it. But the it's the dock exactly. If you if you swipe down from the middle of the dock. It will do do reachability. Oh, nice! Which then you can use to to do a swipe down uh, from the top to do notification center or control panel. Yeah, that was one of the things that I wasn't totally convinced on because you have mm-hmm. to bring the control panel down from the middle 
the, uh, exactly. the notifications done from the, and the control from the panel top. from one of the ears of the phone. Uh, it's it's not elegant. No, it's not. So iOS 12, maybe? Perhaps. <laughs> but there's one thing that, I, and I, I was um, trying to figure it out, but uh, I, I didn't see any mention of 3D Touch on on the iPhone 10. And the reason is that it's still disabled on iOS 11, on the current uh, version of iOS 11. Really? And Apple says it's due to technical issues. So we should still... S- s- it should still take some time for them to f- to figure it out. Oh, but but we, yeah, that's bad. I mean, people are already starting to buy them, and they will have them on their ends in a few days. Yeah, there's nothing we can do about it, you know. But it's it's like we said, it's it's a loss. Yeah, that's going to be a lesson for some people. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I I think they should implement, or I think it would be a at least so, a, some way to. To mitigate the fact that you have to to swipe down from the top from one of the years, like you called it, it would be like doing 3D touch on the left and right screen margin, like you do now to to do app switching. Perhaps you could do that for uh, calling uh, the uh, control center or notification center, mm. or or even a, a 3D touch swipe. I don't know something like that. So you're talking about the. Uh, um using completely different gestures for the iPhone 10 than on the other iPhones, right? The same gesture has a different meaning. We we already do that. Really? What's the difference? Yeah. No, no, you, you do that on a... No, you're talking about doing the same gesture that you do on an iPhone, mm-hmm. uh, on your iPhone. The same gesture on an iPhone 10 would have a different react, a different action, right? But we, we're already... Everything is different now on the, on the iPhone 10. Every gesture is different. So oh, this is what, going to be complicated. Be <laughs> no, people will, will get used to it. So I get it. You're telling me that they can they can get a better solution, but they will have to rethink the entire 3D interaction. Perhaps, yeah. Hmm. Well, maybe. I guess in in time anyway. In a few years, I'm sure that there only there there will only be iPhones like the the 10. So. Mm-hmm. It's going to be patternized, but it's going to be weird. Sure. <laughs> Next couple of years are going to be weird. I don't think it will. I think people will get used to it like they did on the, on the current devices. So. Yeah, I think you're right, because you're not going to use a, a 10 and pick up an 8. You're just going to use your 10. Exactly. And have everything after that. Yeah. Or you're just going to use your 10 for a few months and think, hmm, this is trash. I'm going to buy a Samsung. so that's it do you want to say anything more about ios uh, 11 on the iphone 10 no just uh, i think just that i think it's a work in progress and the hardware seems pretty nice the software we're probably going to have to wait uh, for another iteration of the Mm -hmm. of the software to really see what 10 can do or the 11 whatever they call it next year Uh, just to set the record state, we're, uh, straight, we're not uh, being dismissive about uh, camera and CPU and uh, general body. We already covered Yeah, that. it's great. Wow. I mean... And it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so good. But it, you also have that on the iPhone Plus, so it's... On the 8, uh, on the 8 Plus. Yeah, on yeah. the 8 Plus. So we're just focusing, focusing on what makes the... On the things that are really yeah. different. 
There is one thing that I'm, I, I was talking, I was trashing Samsung, but they, said they do some, mm -hmm. some cool things. They don't work, but they try. They have a feature for, for a while where you can, when you're looking at a video, for example, on the phone, if you stop looking mm -hmm. at the phone, it, it pauses the video. Do you know if the 10 does that? Uh, I don't think it mm. does, but uh, that's probably easy to implement. Yeah, but it would be nice. It's it doesn't it, it it's would, not yeah. really it doesn't work very well on the Samsung, but the idea is a, is a good idea. It is uh, actually I, I I can I can say that I, I I missed that feature in this afternoon because I was taking notes to for our podcast and I was still seeing some uh, review videos and every time I looked away to to type something on my computer. I would love to, the 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 iPhone to to just pause the video, you oh, know. Oh man, In, we really need, need that need that on the Mac too. <laughs> no, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be strange. Uh, the new the new iMac, the iMac Pro, it's going to be launched in what December, November, and uh, I'm not quite yeah, sure. and it's uh, not going to have a yeah. a Face ID. It's oh man. <laughs> I mean, it's coming. I believe it's yeah, coming. Yeah, but we wouldn't buy one anyway. But I'm, I'm right now. I'm thinking that the people that are actually going to buy it are going to be a bit disappointed by that. Oh yeah, <laughs> they'll forget it. Well, to to wrap things up about the iPhone, I would just like to mention the the pricing. Oh well, I mean it's expensive, but uh, if you really need those features, um, if you're not happy with a uh, with the current iPhone you you own. Perhaps you, you could justify buying it, but uh, either way, I would just say wait till next year and just skip skip ahead being a, a nearly early adopter. I, I know it's still a great device, but um, a lot of the apps are not, not going to be uh, optimized for that, uh, for that display. So the experience probably won't be there yet, you know. If it was cheaper, I would say go for it. Uh, the, it's the better iPhone uh, yet. So, but um, at that price point, uh, it's it's hard to justify, isn't it? Yeah, I agree with you. But I think for some people that can afford it and we're going to buy the iPhone 8 Plus, maybe they can justify mm -hmm. spending a, a couple oh, hundred yeah. dollars more Perfectly, yeah. and have a, a better phone. And a, a state-of-the-art phone, yeah. And smaller. <laughs> Okay, I think that's Actually, it. Actually, uh, <laughs> no? there, there is one more thing. We now have a new section on the website called uh, Tutti Bytes, where we select the, the things that we liked most, uh, the articles or whatever content we saw on the previous week on the internet. Mm -hmm. And you this week you placed something really interesting in there. Do you want to talk about it? Oh, yeah, it's a new architecture, of, um, something that strikes me as uh, very different from every other single offerings on the market. Even my preferred Fujifilm, Fujifilm um, sensor, and it's called uh, a quantum film sensor. It's from a, a company that uh, they were already talking about this sensor a couple of uh, years ago. But uh, I think they, they, they say they, they, uh, that Apple bought the, the company. Uh, perhaps you guys uh, saw it because it was uh, a news that uh, that was uh, brought up a lot last week. But um, the the startup called Inv Invisage uh, developed a, a smartphone sensor with a global shutter uh, that uh, really does distortion-free video and has great dynamic range than uh, every other single uh, sensor uh, available now for smartphones. And uh, the thing is, they they did a, a 
I, I don't understand really all the all the tech they they talk about because they they really didn't went in, into a lot of detail, but uh, they they are using a, quant, a, a quantum field instead of a silicon as the the light gathering property, and as far as I can tell, um, it uses nanoscale uh, crystals that are precisely sized so that they can generate electrons in in response to the the specific color frequencies. So in doing that, you can have a, a lot less crosstalk between pixels. And that's a, one, uh, a very common problem with the uh, CMOS sensors this way, these days. That is um, a color shift and uh, a lot of artifacts. And because sometimes the, the light uh, gathered in one pixel um, spills to the, to the other pixel. Uh, and that's not good. So this sensor should really be a, a big improvement of, over the current iterations. As soon as, as Apple implements this, and we can expect it to, to do it to do so, we should see a, a very uh, big leap, not a quantum leap, <laughs> <laughs> but a, a very big leap uh, regarding image quality. We, we, I think we now say quantum leap in, in every episode. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the article you read, um, did you get the idea that the technology was already... Available for production? Oh yeah, it's it's already already working and available for production. They started doing the um, this kind of sensors in 2010, so they they had a lot of time to really work on it. Next year's iPhone 11 is going to be so cool. Oh man, I don't know if it's already for the next year, but um, at least uh, it should take uh, perhaps two years. I don't know. What I wanted to say is. When I'll finally be able to afford an, an iPhone 10, it will be a yeah, quantum, it will be a quantum, a quantum leap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're getting tired and you have to go. So goodbye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Hope to see yeah, you soon. Don't miss us. We miss you. The Wonder by Dave Deeper, available at www.needledrop.com/deeper.